Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Mikey from the County Road Bobblers here once again on the back of Everton 3, Chelsea 1. And I, for one, now am going to drink to dunk our king. Oh, wow. What a difference a few days can make. I cannot believe the performance we put in today. It was absolutely fantastic. It was brilliant. It was inspiring. It was gritty. It was passionate. It was, at times, not pretty. But it was exactly what we needed. And I can't deny... Um, when the third goal went in, the emotions took over me. They really did. And when I saw Dunk at the end, cheering the Gladys Street, a tear came to my eye. And I thought to myself, and I really thought to myself, why did that happen, Mikey? Why? And it's because, I mean, I've had a few hours to think about it now and numerous bevies. And it's, you know, sometimes it's the bevies talking. Sometimes it's it's from the heart and... This is what it this is what it is. It's um since David Moyes left in 2013, we had a great season, didn't we, under Bobby? Everton Football Club have forgotten who we are. We've tried to pretend that we are Barcelona and Real Madrid. And Man City and Chelsea. Because we've got a bit of money. But today's performance showed me. It wasn't just today's performance. It was the team. But the crowd also showed me what we've been missing. Now, we've we've had our good games at Goodison. You know, we've had numerous times over the last five, six, seven years where we've had boss times. But... That today was passion. It was pure passion. And when that third goal went in, it was pure, unadulterated relief. The grown men hugging each other, the grown women hugging each other, the children cheering. It was what Everton Football Club is all about. It is a family of people that go to the cathedral that we pray at. Week in, week out. And we showed today while we really love them. So I was sort of hanging on a bit for um, to do this, but I've got so much whirring around in my mind that I thought that I'll do a bit of a solo one for 10, 15 minutes. And, um, you know, hopefully maybe later on we can get um, Witch and Mitch and I think Big Al Mitch maybe involved the the Manchester derby's just finished and the, the you know the AJ fights on in 45 minutes so I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'm gonna whack this out and um let you listen to my thoughts on the game so first and foremost I thought when the starting lineup came out it was almost uninspiring but then when you take a step back and you look and you think we probably haven't really got that much else to choose from uh, with injuries etc at the moment um, it was maybe the best that we could have uh, put out there tactically for the game plan that we had, which in my opinion worked fantastically. 
The first thing that I noticed from goal kicks or from when Pickford had the ball, the centre-backs were no longer going to the edge of the 18-yard box looking for the ball short, um, which immediately in games previously has uh, resulted in us putting the ball into one of our central midfielders' feet and instantly putting him under pressure because he's got his back to the opposition's half and he's probably got the other two or the opposition central midfielders breathing down his neck. Now, central midfielders brings me on to Morgan Schneiderlin. Um, now, we're all very, very, very well, guilty of slagging him off or we, we feel the same way about Schneiderlin. We don't think he's great. I think when he signed... <clears throat> Uh, for Koeman in January 17. Uh, we all thought he was a bit of a Rolls-Royce of a footballer. But today, for me, he did what he needed to do. And he did it well. And I think that's because Everton were, were no longer um, guilty of overplaying the ball in their own half. And I think even at times... And to be fair, I'm going to say I'm excited if this continues to see how Gomez uh, and Gabamin would... Uh, sort of look in this particular system because Schneidlin is not a great player uh, compared to the other the other ones, but today he won a bit of uh, he won a bit of my heart back, and um, I think he made simple passes, very rarely went backwards, put tackles in, put himself about, looked interested, and was wasn't put under unnecessary pressure from his teammates from the back trying to put the ball into feet, which is obviously what they're being, or they were being coached to, um, to do in training. Um, Sigurdsson, for me, again today, um, I don't think his best position is the, um, is a deep or what you would say central midfielder. I think we would get the best out of him in, in the number 10, but I no longer think our best formation involves a number 10. So I'm going to um I'm going to sort of talk through what I thought of the game today. I thought Pickford was excellent. He did what he had to do. He made a very good save in the second half from almost point blank range, tipped it over the bar. Sidibe was fantastic. His work rate, his work ethic, and um, the way he puts himself about is second to none. Uh, Holgate was fantastic. He, that, that tackle he did in the second half, sent whoever the Chelsea player was flying was absolutely magnificent. And that is exactly what we need to be seeing more of. Absolutely fucking going straight through the opposition. And I like to think to myself, like, we probably wouldn't have seen that under Silver. I think Dunk has probably gone out and said, just fucking put yourself about there, lads. Um, I mean, I'm a centre-half by trade, which is a centre-half by trade. And um, I think we will both agree on this point that... Um, you need to make yourself known relatively early. Uh, you don't want to be looked at as a soft touch, which I think probably quite a lot of the opposition players have done. They've looked at Everton as a team that have played out from the back for a number of years. But today we seem to just sort of throw it straight back to 2004, 2005. Proper old school, big tackles flying in everywhere. Uh, Mick Keane very, very, very inconsistent today. Made some good headers, a couple of good tackles. 
yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I don't want to write him off because he had a great season last year. I think today, in the last few games, he's not been particularly fantastic. Um, what I'd like to say is maybe not get on his back. Um, we don't know what's going on behind because uh, there was uh, Kuman's season. He was playing with an injury, so you never know if he's playing through that. So let's give him a break. Um, I can't really slag anyone off in a in a three one victory, but he was weak at the back for me. Uh, Dina did what he had to do again. Uh, played from played some nice intricate passes in the final third. Uh, he's never going to be the best at the back, uh, defend defensive wise. But you know that's 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 the price you pay for having a, a top class. Um, Attacking fullback. Um, Iwobi, for me, was asked to do something different today by Duncan Ferguson. I think, uh, and I, I, I've heard Ferguson has touched on this, and I have said this. Um, people were saying, or getting on his back a little bit around me for, for not going forward, but you could see when Chelsea had the ball, they had been told to play a particular shape. And Iwobi was always not committing himself too much forwards, getting back into that shape. And that, in reality, is what helped us win that game. It really, the the, the, the positional sense of the players today was fantastic. And again, on the other um, on the other flank was Walcott. It was a similar game for me for for um, Walcott to what Iwobi did. He, um, he went forward well at times. Um, but he kept the shape. He didn't really set the world on fire, but he did what he had to do to to get the three points. And he, well, he had an integral part, didn't he, in the, in the um, third goal. So hats off to the lads in the middle of the park today. Um, they they've been told to play a different game to probably what they've been coached to to doing since the start of the season. So it's not an easy thing to do as a footballer to to forget what you've been coached and. Um, I think you have to give them some credit today for not their attacking prowess, which you would like to think that players like Iwobi, Sigurdsson and Walcott would be known for. But you need to give them a little bit of credit for the way they stuck to the game plan that they've been told to do. And uh, certainly from my seat in the upper Gladys, I could see when Chelsea got the ball or we lost the ball in the final third... They were working back to get back in that shape. And it did make it difficult for Chelsea because they played some good football. They had a lot of the ball. Um, and they really, at times, looked quite threatening. But the positional sense and the shape of the team made that difficult for them. So fair play to the lads. Hats off to them. Richarlison again bagged another header. He's slowly becoming an absolute bagsman in the air, isn't he? Um, there was a lot less of the theatrics today rolling around on the floor, um, pretending he was injured. He clearly picked a knock-up um, from the tackle towards the Gladys Street in the first half. Um, didn't look too happy when he came off. Uh, it wasn't. He didn't set the world on fire. He wasn't fantastic today, but did his job well. Looked dangerous. Tracked back and put some tackles in, which you know he's always relatively good at doing. Um, 
He looked, uh, the, the, the thing for me, he looked fuming when he came off. And that is what I want to see in Everton players. I want to see them pissed off when they got, take, when they got taken off. He didn't, he didn't look happy. And that's going to only inspire him to make him want to play more. Um, to, or to, to play better to give himself more minutes. Sorry, that's what I'm trying to say there. And then we will go to um, our number nine today. Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Now, I could sit here and talk to you for about an hour about the aspects of his game that were absolutely fantastic today. Now, I'd love to to hear in the comments on Twitter that we're going to put this on, uh, the difference of opinions. But he was by far our man of the match today for me. Um, and I think it would be very difficult to disagree. Um, there's a, obviously the two goals he scored uh, were good goals. The, the third one was relatively scrappy. But when was the last time you score, saw Everton score a shithouse scrappy goal? It's the, the, the element of our game that's been missing. It's the it's the identity of what made us so or not successful because that's an absolute over exaggeration. But it's what made us um, a top six team during the Moyes era. It was our heart, desire, and scrappiness. Um, Calvert Lewin, anyway, for me, is two goals aside. Uh, he won most things in the air. He chased everything down. He looked absolutely fucked. After 80 minutes. Um, highlight for me was... Uh, the whistle went. Calvert-Lewin still went in for a tackle and put the Chelsea player straight into the stand. And he did that a couple of times. And that, for me, is a bit of aggression. It was almost a bit of big dunk... Big dunkness in his game. And you can see how happy he was because when he scored the second, he went short. So he scored the third for Everton. His second ran straight over to Big Dunk, didn't he? Give him a big hug. And I think that um, Ferguson may see elements of uh, Calvert-Lewin in his, in his game. For me, he should have scored a hat-trick. He should have bagged in the first half. Um, when we were 1-0 up, he had a great chance. Uh, he hit it with the um, instep of his foot. I think maybe should have put his laces through it. It was difficult to see from where I was sat, but I think he might have had time to take another touch. I think he snatched at it. It was rushed, but, you know, we can't take anything away from his game today. So for me, Calvert-Lewin was, um, was our man of the match. The substitutes that came on, Bernard did enough. Davies put himself about. Um, Baines, it was absolutely great to see him back on the pitch again. I mean, did nothing of a particular note, but... Everton, um, Everton, bit, well, legend really there, isn't he? He's uh, been a great servant to the uh, to the football club. So it's always nice to see Leighton Baines uh, return to the pitch and return to action because he hasn't played for a while. Moving on to uh, Big Dunk there. I mean, his humility, his eloquence, his articulateness and his... Passion for the football club really, really, really shone through today. Now, we've all seen the videos of him hugging the ball boys and running down the sideline when we scored, which is exactly, exactly what Marco Silva didn't do. Now, I'm not slagging Silva off here. I would never kick a man while he's down. Um, 
he was a completely different character to Ferguson. Ferguson has the passion and the love, and he's an Evertonian, isn't he, at the end of the day? What really shone through for me, I was sat in the uh, sat in a car driving back with my dad, and uh, we were listening to his interviews. We listened to the one that he did on BT or Sky, whatever channel it was on, and then Radio Merseyside. And he said the same things, and the few things that resonated with me were the fans are the most important thing. It was good for the fans. We showed spirit. And then they asked him about whether they thought he was the man for the job. Now, Ferguson came out and said, look, for me, it was the best day of my life. I've won 3-1 against Chelsea. No one will ever take this away from me if I don't ever do it again. It's something that I'll always remember. Now, I'm not advocating that Duncan Ferguson gets the Everton job for one minute. I think we need a really qualified, high-class coach slash manager. But don't let that slip to the back of your mind when we or when or if we get an Ancelotti or this Portuguese fella, Pereira or whatever his name is, or a Benitez, because there are people at the club like Duncan Ferguson. If you cut him in half, he would bleed blue. And we we could do with a bit more of that. Um, now, one result's one result. We've beaten Chelsea 3-1 today. Psychologically, that's given us all a massive, massive lift, doesn't it? We've beaten a, in inverted commas, top six side. I thought they played well today, Chelsea. So I can't knock them. And I've listened to Lampard's after-match interviews as well. And he was right. They did not match our intensity today. Um. So what I'd like to say is we've got now, um, with our horrific run of fixtures, you know, we had Leicester. We were unlucky there. Wednesday was Wednesday in the derby. The less said about that, the better. I think, to be honest, my personal opinion is going into the derby, yes, it was a shit result. We lost 5-2, but I think we almost had bigger fish to fry um, then because I guess it doesn't really matter whether you lose 1-0 or 5-2. It's You get the same amount of points. And I think we were all more concerned about where Everton Football Club were heading um, at that particular time. Were we going to stay with Silver? Were we? You know, it was all up in the air. It was. It was actually a weird atmosphere and a weird game for me. That. So then we 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 today. You know, we've beaten Chelsea. Fantastic result. Brilliant. Man United away next week. Now they seem to be hitting a bit of form. Um, so. If you come away with a point there, and I think that we could easily, easily beat Arsenal on um, on the 23rd. And sandwiched in between that is the Carabao Cup quarterfinal uh, against Leicester. And I think based on today's performance, if we carry on the basics that we've been, we played today, we went back to basics. We didn't try and do anything too fancy. We just, we played football to the strengths of the players that we had available at that particular time. And then they weren't Javi, they weren't Iniesta, they weren't Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo or Robert Lewandowski. And it was effective and we won. And that is what our identity was for so many years. Although we got this horrible tag, the the um, the plucky little Everton bringing a knife to a gunfight, um, as much as we hate as hated that um it worked for us so i think a little bit more of that is what's needed to just drag us up the table a little bit now 
Um, I don't want to bleat on for too long because um, I just wanted to, to tell you my thoughts about the game. I thought it was absolutely fucking fantastic today. Uh, I had tears in my eyes and it was pure, pure, pure relief and passion. And I'm really, really pleased for each and every single one of you that listens to this that we have won today because we deserve that. We are an incredible fan base and I am absolutely chuffed. Two people I'm chuffed for tonight. One is Duncan Ferguson because, let's let's be fair, he's an Evertonian at heart and I think it's all our dreams to manage Everton Football Club and beat Chelsea 3-1. With the atmosphere that was at Goodison today as well, it was rocking, it was fantastic. And Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I think he was fantastic. Absolutely the number nine that we wanted and have craved for. And I hope that whatever he had in his water today before the game or whatever was said to him, that he can go on a little run now. Um, So let's look at it this way. We're all going to watch Match of the Day tonight after the AJ fight. Good luck to Anthony Joshua for um uh, I hope he can bring the titles back uh, back home and uh, up the fucking toffees